Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, a podcast dedicated to the history and lore of the Final Fantasy series. Join us as we take a deep dive into the different worlds, characters, and so much more. Welcome back, Warriors of Light, to our another episode of the Final Fantasy Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed my, by my two other hosts, Trey. Hello. And Steven. What's up? And obviously, we have to dive more into the iconic things that make the Final Fantasy series them. But before we do, I have to I have to get this out. We had a very big weekend this past weekend with the Final Fantasy Fan Fest. Uh, it, it marks the ten year anniversary of Final Fantasy fourteen, and if you had a chance to watch it, it was awesome. If not, you can actually go back and watch it, all of it on YouTube, all the panels and everything. And they kicked off with a brand new expansion that is coming out next year, which is super exciting. It starts a whole brand new storyline uh, for the game to where it's a new saga and everything. And, and a new class, right? Two new jobs. Oh, two. They typically I didn't know that. They t- uh, each expansion typically re- normally has two jobs. Rare occasions some expansions did have a third. Um they are both we so we got we knew the Yoshi P announced they were both DPS. One is a melee class, one is a magic based class. And that is all we got. No, and here's a little funny thing that he loves to do. Each fan fest, when they announce a new expansion, he wears a shirt, and depending on the shirt, it has like a little like he, can't he hints on what the it's class, a clue. It's a clue to what the job one of the jobs would be, and he was wearing a TMNT shirt. But we oh, already oh, have the samurai, and we already have ninja. Oh, so. I'm curious, is it something to do with nunchucks? Is it something to do with the pole staff? Like Maybe you get to be a turtle. I don't know about well that's if there's a if there's a ninja I don't know turtle about that. class, I will <laughs> I will buy whatever whatever tier I need to to get that class. And there's some speculations uh it could be a cla- or it could be a job to where you switch between like four different weapons or something like that. 
which would be interesting, but I don't know how they would be do that. But um, nevertheless, two new jobs, new storyline, a new complete area, new theme. The trailer looks amazing, and yeah, and best thing ever, and it was finally announced, and I'm so happy for it. Phil Spencer came on stage and confirmed Final Fantasy XIV is coming to Xbox spring of next year. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is cross-play throughout all PC and PlayStation currently. It will be now cross-play with Xbox when that drops. Um, and Xbox confer- and Phil Spencer confirmed that with XIV coming to Xbox, they are going to have much of a stronger relationship between Square Enix and Xbox. So now Xbox players will more than likely be able to get new Final Fantasy titles that weren't available on the console prior. So I'm assuming, I'm going to guess like they'll release a lot of the older games like the Pixel Collection, uh, which is one through six. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll finally probably be able to add uh, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade probably to the series consoles. And same goes for... Um, well, X and X2 was on Xbox, wasn't it? No. I don't think so. No? No. I thought they were No, I mean, whatever they get, they, they should be happy with what they get. Yeah. And Xbox players, you'll get for... more Final Fantasy in the future, which is fantastic. But, yeah. And... Also, to put this out at the beginning of the episode, uh, we did change. I know the last episode we said we were doing a a, uh, a guild on fourteen through on the Midgard server or Mid yeah. Midgard Summer server. We are changing that to the Seraph server because it's a new server and it's the less crowded. But <laughs> there is complications to where creating a character on that server might be difficult because during high uh, high game times, they turn off the character creation. So you can create a character on another server or another world and then transfer over to Seraph. That will still work. It's just you can't create a character at the get-go on Seraph sometimes. But, but that's the one we're sticking on. So, Steve, you just got to get there when you can get there. Yes. Yeah, I'll be there in a few months. <laughs> Same for you, Trey. Are you you're not on that server yet? Yeah, right? I'm on there. Are you on that yeah. server? Okay, so yeah. Okay, I'll have to add you. I can have added you yet. Okay, so yeah, Steve, you, you're the only one that needs to transfer over. All right, uh, enough enough. Fourteen, man. We got to get to the crystals. I know. <laughs> I just love the game so much. Anyway, yes, let's dive right into crystals. So, as we all know, crystals are a very big theme in the Final Fantasy series. So, uh, the crystals are also called orbs or spheres, are legendary and often elemental objects that have appeared in every game in the main Final Fantasy series. Even in games where they are not central plot point, uh, there have been at least some references to them. And then crystals are often have power over natural phenomena and function as a powerful source of magical energy. Many antagonists focus their efforts on seizing the crystals to gain power towards their goals. So... Yeah, crystals are a big point. Second only to the Warrior of Light, I'd argue. Yes. Yeah, yeah they seem to be um, the power. The warriors, you know, the power in the world. Mm. And that's why you see so many um, evil evil people going for them because power corrupts, absolutely. 
Yes. Uh, yes, for absolutely. Our, for our final fantasy, or for our Kingdom Hearts fans, they're like the hearts of the world, basically. Yes, that's also true. <laughs> um, so with the crystals, so the original setup uh, was to have four elemental crystals, a water crystal, fire, wind, and earth crystal. On occasion, occasion uh, crystals may be aligned with darkness. Crystals are often found in crystal rooms in early games. The crystals are often treasured for their power, and many myths and legends surrounded the true extent of their abilities. Uncovering the truth of these myths and their meaning is a typical part of the Final Fantasy game. And the concept of the four elemental crystals that sustain the world likely drives from the Japanese five elements philosophy. These five elements are in ascending order of power, earth, water, fire, wind, and void. The element of void is not represented as a crystal, but many have taken the form of a void, a dimension that connects to different Final Fantasy worlds. So essentially it's like a wormhole. It's like the multiverse. The void connects everything together from world to world, and that's how you have like a multiverse in the Final Fantasy series. Good. The stories aren't complicated enough half the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, let, let's let's just have a multiverse of it all. <laughs> really go crazy. And go. then the concept of the four elemental crystals that sustain the world are the largely phased out since Final Fantasy V, with crystals gaining more varied roles. Crystals remain a source of life energy in some way and often act as a source of magic, sometimes powering airships and other uh, apparatus. Apparatus, that's what the word is, apparatus. Uh, Crystals contain within themselves both light and dark and that they have use for both good and evil purposes. And then summoned monsters are often bound to a crystal and the one possessing the crystal shard becomes able to summon the creature... The power of the crystals often transcends space and time and life and death, even allowing the travel to other areas, worlds, and dimensions. And then the crystal can be sentient and communicate with chosen party, often via mental link. Crystals choosing the player party as the warriors of light is a reoccurring theme in the early series where the crystal, since in the world is in danger, tasks a band of warriors with a mission to save in it. The crystal lends the group its power, often resulting in the party becoming able to use magic and other special abilities. Talk so. about being the golden child or the golden the golden one. Can you imagine like living in a world and it, you've got four crystals and you're just hanging out, you know, maybe playing Final Fantasy fourteen like Ben is over there. Then all of a sudden, this crystal starts communicating with you, saying that it, you have been chosen to have to save. Can you imagine how wild that would be? <laughs> um, it'd be a very trippy trip and um, very blinding, <laughs> as it is in fourteen. Every time you like see Heidelin, it's it just complete white screen, and then it goes into the cutscene. It's like ah. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, you know, the crystals, as and as with this, uh, this episode is going to strictly, we're going to be going through one through five in the Final Fantasy series, where crystals are a very important role to the games, and then on our next episode, when we start with six, it's going to, you're start going to see a lot of crystals go in different directions, because, you know, they're not a major plot point anymore. They become uh, probably until like, fourteen. <laughs> yeah, they became things like uh, materia and the live stream and mm-hmm. you know, different things like that. Yep. 
So, to kick things off, we have the original Final Fantasy. So, crystals were initially known as orbs in the North American localization due to a translocate Japanese to English translation, meaning the translation from Japanese to English was not good. Well, it was just too, they couldn't fit it in the uh, in the text box. On mm. They couldn't compress it enough, so they were like, all right, just make things shorter, basically. Just try and find shorter words for these for these things. I mean, it was 1987. Well, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it was still going on in 7. That's why when, like, the original version of 7, there's some real janky uh, conversations that go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, of the, some of the localization is not great. And then uh, the Warriors of Light began in uh, possession of four elemental crystals, and each of the four fiends guards a large, larger power-drained crystal of his or her element, which is the Warriors restore after defeating the fiend. Garland possesses the fifth dark crystal, though its significance is not elaborated upon. When the Warriors of Light restore the light to the four crystals, they channel their energy into the fifth crystal, allowing them to travel to the past to break the time loop. So it's almost like they channel their energy into the void crystal and then they're able to traverse the void and travel through time. Pretty much. Seems like it, yeah. Yay, time travel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that just makes storytelling much more difficult and convoluted, but, you know. And then you you need a game to come out uh, 40 years later to to explain why (laughs) all that is the way it is. I mean that might be that might be part of the reason that they have each game being its own because can you imagine if Final Fantasy two was like a continuation of Final Fantasy and they tried to do that with the time i i that makes me grateful that each game is its own separate uh universe it's a, it's in the series its, its own in its own little its bubble. own sandbox <laughs> they're yeah. all in their own time bubbles until you get to later games where they start kind of like you start seeing a lot more references you start seeing connections between others but yeah each game is its own separate right story. but but even even then when we play final fantasy 17 we're not going to wonder okay now when we do this time jump are we going to be is clive from 16 going to be there or is, like we we aren't worried about traversing to another world whereas i feel like there are other franchises where that might uh come up potentially right i think i would i would think that's cool to have like a just a short little cameo by another character just to you know how people theorize that different games are connected like seven and ten or ten and six it always goes back to ten but um how different ones are connected it would be cool to have like a oh maybe maybe this is actually true instead of it just being always fan theory 16 has a lot of like ruins from the old the old times and they built cities to the to the sky and then they had to fall down i think is what sid says so i think there is a lot of room for them to put them in but all right i'm gonna regret doing this but for a split second ben doesn't 14 have a lot of references like a lot of like side quests and references back to the other games yes there's a lot of characters with uh the same name as characters from previous titles uh, obviously, Sid's in every game, so there's Sid in the main storyline, um, which his last name is Garland, G A R. But don't they have O-N-D. like? Isn't there people from 15 in 14? Uh, you don't have anybody from 15 in 14. Now, Lightning does appear through a crossover event. 
that happens from time to time. Um, okay, it was 13. And then they've also done 10 with Titus. Uh, Titus okay. appears as a I, crossover event, and a lot of people... Did, did 14 show up in 15 then? I feel like when I was... Maybe when mm. I was playing 15, there was like a crossover thing with 14, but... That no, for me, not, fourteen well, seems to be the, the world they have that they're willing to kind of cross over a little bit. Mm. Is is really what I'm getting at. And here's a little side thing: um, during the fan fest, it was confirmed Blitzball will not be coming to Final Fantasy fourteen as much as much people want to have it in the game. It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank God, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a Blitzball guy, so I'm pretty happy that it's not coming. But uh, then, uh, so we got that. That is literally it for Final Fantasy. So now we jump to Final Fantasy 2. So a crystal rod is a key item that unlocks the entrance to the Mystian Tower, where the ultimate magic, the Ultimatome, is sealed. Atop the tower are four crystal orbs that represent each element. When examined, the four blue crystals boost a specific stat to a random party member, including... Uh, Rikard uh, by 10. If the randomized party member has maxed out in the stat, then the nothing will happen. And the bottom left of the crystal of power, which increases strength, the top left is crystal of spirit, which increases spirit. The top right is the crystal of intelligence, which increases intelligence. And the right, bottom right is the crystal of speed, which increases agility. In the Origins version, the memo file and soft reset features allow a player to control who gets the who gets the stat gains by resetting it until it chooses the desired character. That's just cheating. Yeah, they do a lot of that kind of stuff with the remastered versions of the games. Makes them super easy to beat, but Yeah, that's fair. Some, if you just want to you don't have to do you you don't have to do the soft reset until you get the the order you want. So That's if people enough. I I'm a firm believer in making games easy by like optional easier because not everybody lo- loves the grind like we do. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know either. I mean, once I like I bought the Pixel collection <laughs> um for 1 through 6 and I didn't realize the Pixel all the remasters in the Pixel collection have the experience boost um in each of the games so i can just turn that on so i can just fly and just not have to worry about the grind and just play through the story because that's all i want i just want the story yeah especially when you have to play six of them right and they're much older titles (laughs) yeah the crystals in two didn't seem to play quite as big of a part as the crystals in one though correct i will say after because i haven't played that one so listening to you talk about it, they didn't seem to have quite as big of an impact as the first one. And then in the... But that's going to change. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, In the center of the room where the crystals lay is the fifth crystal that is orange, the crystal of the forbidden spell that contains the Ultima Tome and teaches Ultima, which is one of the most powerful spells in the Final Fantasy series. In the bonus dungeon introduced in Dawn of Souls... A soul of rebirth, the crystals grant menu access to the ultimatome in Macanon. Uh, so, sure, yeah, that's that's Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> and then now we jump to three. 
So, there are eight crystals scattered across the world. Four exist in the light world, and four are found in the world of darkness. Zandi is trying to drain them of their power to create an imbalance between light and darkness. He drains the crystals on the surface world, covering it in darkness and freezing time, but is unable to drain the ones on the floating continent. Eventually, forces of darkness drain the other two crystals, create an imbalance, and summons the cloud of darkness. The wind crystal chooses four children to go out and restore the balance and gives the crystals back their power. And then after the four use find each crystal, they are given new job classes. Uh, once the use are given the powers of the four crystals of light, they enter the world of darkness and must defeat the four guardians of the dark crystals and attain the aid of the warriors of dark. They use the four crystals of darkness to make the cloud of darkness vulnerable. And then another crystal is found in Goldor Manor, but is but it is a crystal made of pure gold, as with everything Goldor owns. The Warriors of Light initially suspect the gold crystal is the Earth Crystal, but are mistaken, and the gold crystal has no special powers. Now that, I still really want to play three. Right? Yeah, that is like that's just like, oh hey, it's an earth crystal because you think it's gold and all earth crystals are typically a goldish color. And then turned out it's oh, it's basically a dud. Yeah. Great. This one sounds like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> the, <laughs> the eight orbs that they gotta find. Yep. You mean the I enjoyed them just doubling up, being like, you know what's better than four crystals? Eight crystals. <laughs> yeah. Four in this world <laughs> and four in another. Let's just make things even more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, it says that they gain the powers after they get them. I wonder, obviously, since I haven't played it, if they get, like, a specific element for... Well, like, I know, character. I mean, if we go back to our last episode when we are going over three, each time they get to a crystal, they're one step behind to where, isn't it destroyed? Is that three, where it gets destroyed? No, that's five. That's five. That's five. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm confusing myself now. There's a lot of games. <laughs> so I also haven't played it, but it looks like they have default jobs and then each crystal has jobs under it. So the wind crystal jobs are warrior, monk, white mage, black mage, red mage, thief, fires, ranger, knight, thief, scholar, geomancer, uh, stuff like that. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Like Ooh. Can geomancer be the new job magic class in 14? It's always back to fourteen with you, but I do, I do like, I do like the tie-in. That is well done. Um, but um, with that, we're going to take a short mid-break, and we will be back with more crystals. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of Final Fantasy. And at this point, I just want to thank everybody who is still keeps listening to our show. It really helped us grow. And I, if you want to support the show, there is a few ways you can do that. One, you can leave us reviews or ratings on Spotify and Apple. If you leave a five-star review on Apple with some words, we'll read it out loud the next time on the show. And if you leave some uh, in on Spotify, you can leave a comment on each episode. And if you leave some nice words on an episode, we'll read that out loud on the on the next time on the show. And this week, we actually have two Apple reviews to read. So the first one's going to be, is a long one. So it is five stars for good reason by the Blind Orc. Uh, even though. Uh, even though the only the first episode is out, I'm in love. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes trying to find the words to say, but I'm no writer, so I might as well just be blunt. I love this podcast, the people hosting it, and the community who listens to it. The community seems seems every bit family to me, and I'm so excited to see another lore cast and a Final Fantasy lore cast, nevertheless. At this point in time, I've never seen another Final Fantasy lore cast, which is surprising because the Final Fantasy series has been running for so long and so much depth and lore, and I can't wait to get into it. Joining the Robots Radio community was probably the best decisions in my life. Everyone is so talkative and supportive, always up for a friendly debate. The hosts are incredibly friendly, constantly engaging with the community. I would recommend not only listening to this podcast, but joining the Discord as well. May the crystals guide you. Yeah, that 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 does that was awesome. Thank you, Orc. Thank you so much. And then uh, the second review we have is Five Stars Amazing Podcast by Courier7. Hmm, I've heard that name before. Uh, <laughs> just one episode, I'm already hooked. Looking forward to hearing more about the lore of the games and all the topics you guys are be discussing. I've always been interested in the lore of the Final Fantasy games, so this podcast will be perfect for me. Keep up the amazing work, Ben, Trey, and Steve. Thank you, Courier. And if you want to hear Courier, he is one of my co-hosts on the Wizarding World Lorecast. So, yeah. So, yeah, you can support us with reviews and all that, just like those fine, awesome people did. And then you can now support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Final Fantasy Lorecast to where you can get ad-free episodes. And you there's even a tier to where you can join us on the end of every month on the show, and we can talk about anything Final Fantasy of your choosing. Uh, it can go into lore, it can go into theories, it can go into specific games, anything you want to talk about. We will we'll be here, and trust me, we those patron chats will probably be very dangerous on time consumption because I'm afraid we might get a little too excited when we do those. <laughs> Yeah, probably so. We'll, we'll go in with with a layout and a format in mind, and and I will do my best to to corral Ben and whatever Final Fantasy fourteen tangent he takes us on. 
I can't help myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, we need you to play nine already, so you I can know, start gushing about it like we. <sighs> I know. I need to. There's. I just have so little time right now. Work is killing me. But uh, yeah, you can support us that way as well, and then you can also join us on Discord at the Robots Radio uh, Discord on robotsradio.net. And you can join us now on the Discord server I made for the shows I host. And it's called Ben and Friends Podcasting. So uh, Holocron, Wizard World, and even this show, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, are all on there. You can find us there, talk to us, chat us up, talk anything about the Final Fantasy series or any of the other shows I host. And uh, you can even help us join our free company on 14. But... Anyway, uh, I think that's all I have for the mid-break. Is there anything else you guys want to add? That's it. Appreciate the, the awesome reviews. Yeah, uh, shout out to our Red Mage, Caballo. Yeah, Caballo, awesome, Red Mage. And I still want to know where all the other Warriors of Light we've had, what your jobs are. I need to know. Let us know in the Discord. And then um, Can I tell you I finally picked mine? Which, Whenever which I yours? created my character. I went with uh, Dragoon. Oh, or Lancer. Oh, Lancer yeah. to then go into Dragoon. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then After Trey. On, what? And Trey, you're a conjurer, right? Yeah. Nobody likes to heal, so I, it's something <laughs> easy to do in most games. I can just sit back and heal and, and get a feel for the game because I don't know the mechanics. I don't know all of that. And I, I feel like that's a good role to, to dip my toes in. Yep. We appreciate somebody doing it. <laughs> yep, I normally play DPS and tank, so healings. Yeah. I've never really dived into healing, so. But yeah, uh, you and, can... and I'm petty, so like if if you upset me, then I just let you die. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh gosh! Oh no! Toasty's in the chat too. Oh boy! Hi, Toasty. But yeah, anyway. Toasty is someone I would never let die. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, that well, let's get back into it. And there is an exit queue. Don't forget, Trey. <laughs> All right, we are back, and now we are diving into Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> and Toasty's just like, I appreciate that for the person I've never met before. <laughs> I salute you. So, with Final Fantasy IV, uh, there are eight primary crystals... The four elemental crystals form the light crystals and are kept in the overworld. And the crystal of water is in Mystia. The crystal of fire is in Dumkan. The crystal of wind is in Fabol. And the crystal of earth is in Troria. Gosh, the names of these places. I was going to say, do you think they, um, whenever they create the names for these places, do they just make a bowl of alphabet soup and just whatever they see, that's the name? I mean... I guarantee you, in Japanese, it probably makes sense. But then when uh, it translates yeah, to English, it probably they have to do some weird finagling. And yeah. use but, the <clears throat> alphabet suit for that. 
<laughs> that are they're they're so close to to work to to easily pronounceable words and names like you look at it and you're like oh i'm gonna be able to say that and then you try to say it and just nothing like just word salad comes out of your mouth just nothing yeah yeah, yeah. So, there are also four dark crystals kept in the underworld. The location of the two of these crystals are never revealed, but one is kept uh, by the dwarves in their castle, and one is found in the sealed cave. If all eight crystals are gathered in the Tower of Babel, it has been told that the way of the moon would open, gathering the crystals would actually summon the great giant of Babel, an enormous autonomous robot war machine, the Lucian... Lemus wants to have the giant destroy the earth, uh, so the Lumians would settle there and use Golbets to do so. Many crystals are revealed later, such as the eight crystals of the moon and a crystal that appears in the battle with Zeomus. See, the Tower of Babel, that's actually, like, that's a religious, that's a real, Correct. like, from Christianity. Correct. So. That is from, that is from the, the Bible, the Christianity of I forget the Tower of Babel exact what book it's in exactly, but I don't know. I I haven't read it in a while. Um, and the giant you know. robot of Babel. Um, I forget he goes, but I think it goes by a different name. If I recall. Uh, yeah, there is essentially. If you and it ties back into fourteen, look lo and behold, there is a raid. There's raids uh, later in the game after Heaven's Ward, the first expansion that deals with a giant robot mech. That like there's smaller mechs and like they combine into one big mech, like a Megazord from Power Rangers. Right, okay. and so I, I, with a quick Google search, the Tower of Babel, it's um, the Babylonians wanted to make a name for themselves by building a mighty city and a tower with its top in the heavens. God disrupted the work by so by confusing the language of the workers so that they couldn't understand each other anymore. So they they built a tower in the Bible, and then here they were building a tower to for the way of the moon. And... Then you have the the Lunarians. I'm guessing that's kind of that could be like the angels with the moon being like to heaven type mm -hmm. uh, analogy. Interesting. And then um, the crystals of the moon are sentient and responsible for sealing Zemus's power for the time being. The crystal that appears in the battle against Zemus is an item said to make Zemus vulnerable. Gobetz tries to use it, but only those born of the light can do so. When Cecil, Cecil Harvey uses it, Zemus becomes vulnerable, and Cecil and his friends defeat it. And the crystal of flight rests within the lunar whale, uh, and, and is used to transport the heroes to the moon and back. The Elder of Mystia, uh, Mystia implies the crystal's power, the lunar whale, and in the 3D remake release several crystals are embedded in parts of the airship and another fun thing the lunar whale is a mount you can buy on the final fantasy 14 online store <laughs> it's expensive it's like a 30 40 mount i mean it takes you to the moon but it's also yeah. like it's also can hold four people four players which which in this case is like going to heaven so yeah. Um, and it really get to go to the moon in 14. 
Oh my gosh. It really makes me, because uh, that was one of the things that people always kind of laughed at on Final Fantasy for me. Uh, or not, well, I guess for me, but like I'd see online is oh they they rode a whale to the moon to the to the moon and all that and it, it in the space and it is ridiculous but um, it's Final Fantasy. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy, and and just understanding maybe the backstory of what they were, the story they were trying to tell, it just makes me chuckle at it and just appreciate appreciate it a little bit more. You're right. And yeah. then also in the 3D remakes, each of the eight crystals are colored differently. In the 2D releases, the crystals are light blue or dark red black, depending on their alignment to light or darkness. And then there is Final Fantasy IV Interlude. So the three crystals make an appearance, silently shredding their light within their chambers. The three crystals are the fire crystal and Damsian, the wind crystal of a bowl, and the dark crystal inside the sealed cave. So, you know, just the crystals we already knew about. They just make appearances. And then we have Final Fantasy IV, The After Years. So the mysterious girl and Kane uh, band to collect the eight crystals of the blue planet, all which have returned to their original resting spots since Zemus was defeated. The girl returns to the red moon and drains the power of the crystals, shattering them. In depths of the true moon, numerous crystals appear and shatter, reviving various bosses from Final Fantasy IV to attack the party as they travel deeper into the moon's surface. In the final chambers, the party recovers the eight crystals of the blue planet and the final boss uh, with the creator, and they use to render him vulnerable to party attacks. Right on. So yeah, and those two the interlude and the after years were side games, which I don't, I don't know if were they. I can't remember if they were released in the U.S. or not. Was this I've the first Red Moon we had in Final Fantasy? Because I know there's a there's a big red. Well, I, I guess we don't know if it's a moon in sixteen. I don't remember. <laughs> you what mean this the giant, moon. the big red herring in the sky? Yeah. Yeah, there was a big red moon apparently in four. I wonder if that was just a sign of things to come. Maybe, probably, possibly. And then now we have finally Final Fantasy V. So, right. four crystals control the elements uh, in Bart's world, and without them, the wind would not blow, the oceans would not dry up, the fire would burn out, and the life of the earth would be destroyed the wind crystal is kept in the wind shrine maintained by tycoon the water crystal is kept in the weiss tower and maintained by weiss the fire crystal kept by karnak and the earth crystal is located in the ronka ruins 30 years ago the warriors of dawn used the power of the crystals to seal the malevolent warlock x death within a cave and where the power of the four crystals gathered and then Siv, Sid Pre, uh, Previa invented a machine to amplify the crystals outright or output, but in the but if the crystals were allowed to operate at this capacity, they would shatter. Sid regrets creating the machine. Exeth tries to shatter the crystals himself to be freed by using the spirit to possess others to accomplish the deed. Because a bad guy has to be released from the world because bad guys. <laughs> I always find a way out. Yes. And then as uh, as the wind crystal shatters, it brands the four uh, who have right at the shrine trying to save 
Xavier is the Warriors of Light, tasked with the protecting the crystals and thus the world. Despite their efforts, the shat crystals shatter one by one, each shard becoming a source of a new job class for the Light Warriors, as the crystals will uh, to bestow their power to the fore so they would vanquish X-Death. And then after the crystals are gone, Garlof Hom Baltzian, one of the Light Warriors, returned to his world on a meteorite. It is revealed that there exists a parallel world where, uh, world from where Exeth originally emerged, and the Dawn Warriors had sealed him into the other world to protect their own. After Exeth was freed and the crystal shattered, the he fled back to his own world, and Golov and the others follow suit, ready to continue the battle. They find Golov's world crystals guarding the Great Forest of Moor, uh, but are tricked by Exeth and breaking their seals and upcorns uh, corns to them up bleh. gosh words <laughs> uh golf perishes in the battle against Exeth and his role as a light warrior is taken by his granddaughter uh Krill mare Balstian. the light warriors infiltrate castle Exeth but Exeth destroys the crystals and the light warriors mysteriously find themselves in a new merged world it becomes apparent that both worlds were once one, uh, known as the planet R. A thousand years ago, a sorcerer named uh, Eno, uh, who had tried to destroy the world with the power of the void, a mysterious pure energy in the world's crystals had been split to seal the entrance to the void between the worlds. And then when when the that first happens, though, that's like the opposite snap from Marvel, right? Like. Oh yeah. You're you're in a world, you got another world, then they get merged together. It's like just the opposite of the snap. Mm. Yep. It's like the second snap that happens. Where it brings everybody back to life. Right. Right. So, oh, we don't know these people. True. Exactly. And then when the crystals are sustained, the world were split. The world itself was split into two, but after X-Death had the crystals of both worlds destroyed, the worlds merged once again. The portal to the interdimensional rift manifests as a result, and X-Death entered it, gaining the ability to field the power of the void. And the Light Warriors follow X-Death to the rift and defeat him despite being transformed by the void into Neo X-Death, a being that seeks world destruction left hovering in the void in the battle's aftermath. The Light Warriors learn that the crystals that had stained their world were once born from the void, creating life. The crystals are reborn with the power of two generations of Warriors of Dawn, regenerating the world. The void disappears and the Light Warriors return to their realm. The four rendezvous a year later and decide to continue protecting the crystals and unless the world together. So, that's five. Don't we love a happy ending? Right. And then we have, last but not least, we have another side game. Uh, Final Fantasy Legend of the Crystals. So, Raw Devil's forces were stolen the crystals of Earth, Fire, and Water, sensing something in the mist. Linnea's grandfather sends to her check on the Wind Crystal in the spirit of mid mid previa have been residing in the crystal and using Lydia's body to hide the crystal from Raw Devil's forces. Now, before I get further, just one little thing left. Mid Privia is always a character. Mid is always a character that is highly connected to Sid. Either yeah. by family line or by association or anything like that. Most games, Mid is typically Sid's 
daughter or granddaughter, depending on how old Sid's going to be. Yeah. So is this movie the first time we have Mid show up in the Final Fantasy series? Um, possibly. I don't. I can't tell you for sure. I don't. I don't. Wait, remember. I don't. I don't remember bringing it up before. This is a movie. Yeah, I, I I've never seen it, but yeah, it is uh, an anime that was released in '97 and '98. It's not out on DVD. Um, I've never seen it, but it takes place 200 years after Final Fantasy V. Okay, I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I, I hadn't either Final until Fantasy until we heard. started talking about this. That's true. And then uh, Linnea is captured and later rescued by. Uh, Preds, Volcus, and Rogue. The other three crystals are reclaimed, but not before Raw Devil had already transformed himself into their power. But yeah, that's all that happens in uh, Legend of the Crystals, which is an anime movie from '97. <laughs> I might have to go. Uh, can you sail go, the can you watch and it? See what I can find. I it's not on DVD apparently. So I'm unless sure, I'm sure you, you have the VHS. Oh, the, you could probably true. go to YouTube and find it or, you know, something like that. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> nope, there you go. Boom, there you go. It's on YouTube. YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Let's be honest. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we have on Crystals for this episode. So, a lot happens. Um, a lot to do with Crystals and whatnot. But, uh, I'm so excited for you two to eventually play five because <laughs> it it just sounded like such a cluster and you guys were just not looking forward to it and you're gonna enjoy it and I cannot wait for you to enjoy it. I mean, I now I'm gonna to be play. honest with you, that whole crystal explanation didn't help with my confusion with the game either. <laughs> <I'm> still, <laughs> I think I'm more confused now. So that means in, with in this play. confusion, we you just have to go play it now. That's I'll right. Have nothing just... spoiled for me. So what? I still don't know what's going on. I said I won't have anything spoiled because I don't know what's going on. That, right. We've we've talked the story twice and we still have no clue what's That's what's true. happening. That's true. Yep. But um, is there anything else you guys want to add to this episode with crystals for one through five? Um. No, I mean these stay pretty consistent. Like we said, they pretty consistently important through these five games. Um, after this, it kind of drops off, but um, yeah, I, I I just think it's fascinating how I, I think I like on four how they kind of connected it to some more, um, we'll say real world stuff, um, mm-hmm. gave it some connections to to our world, which makes it a little more accessible. I I think it's fascinating how they make those comparisons and it's gives you more of a connection to the game. All so right. now I want to play four. See, I haven't played four, so so that's the one maybe all three of us can play together that we haven't played. And so I'm hearing go, go everybody just everybody just go buy the Pixel Collection, use the XP modifiers, and just play through the story and experience the story. Without, I I the, had it up and I was the grind. I was gonna buy it and then I decided for Ben's sake I'll buy fourteen instead and try playing that and then oh. If you could see our group chat, you could see my frustration with fourteen. So I may still just go back and buy the 
the pixel bundle and just play all those instead of 14 until I can transfer my my character over. Because I like hearing all these stories, I'm like, okay, well, I really want to play these. These sound like obviously they're awesome stories. They got <laughs> they made them make 16 of them, but yeah, now I'm now I'm actually looking forward to them because I can see that they're they're actually really good stories. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for the next one. Uh, but, I mean, we, we love the crystals. I love how important they are in 16. I don't know. We'll have to have some heavy spoiler warnings uh, for that one. We'll, we'll hit that at the very, very end of the crystal uh, trilogy we've got going. But, I mean, yeah. for, the, for these five, I love, like, like Steve was saying, I love how, um, you know, the, the games all kind of look similar. They all kind of run the same. And they just kind of have the crystals as the main energy, the main magic, and they, they build these stories around them. And I just appreciate how they were able to take the concept and build five different games with five different stories around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five very original stories. You're not going to see this anywhere else. No. <laughs> I guarantee you that. No, not at all. Um, and then, yeah, uh, next week we'll have part two where we'll dive, start with six, and I think... I can't remember which one we'll stop at. It's either 10 or 11. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's where we're starting going to see a lot more divergence and varieties of crystals. Uh, because the plots of the game started got, they got, they get more complex. And they get a lot more original and complex with time goes on. But crystals are yeah. still in the games. I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing how the because I've played those games so many times, and I can tell you there's at least one there in the bunch that I have no idea how crystals connect to it at all. But are you talking about we'll seven? See, I guess. No, that's a, that's about, a tease. That's don't a don't tease. tell us. Don't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're the podcasting pro here, man. That's a tease. You guys got to the listeners have to tune in to hey. find out which one Steve does not think crystals play enough have enough importance in. That's I'd fair. say at all, but we'll see. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and may the crystals guide you. Thank, thank you, you for listening to the Final Fantasy Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on Twitter at FFLorecast, and you can email us at FFLorecast at gmail.com.